0: all right i am here uh with two special guests um this is uh this is gonna be a lot of fun uh, i second podcast i've ever had uh multiple guests on so um i look forward to to doing this with you too um uh, if you would uh, just uh introduce yourselves for me
1: uh, my name is ben mercer i am trail runner runner here in uh, atlanta georgia and um here with my wife, Allison, my trail uh, partner, adventure partner.
2: I'm more of a mountain speed walker, i like to say. <laughs> he runs ahead. I just try to keep up.
1: And then when we uh, hit the roads, it's completely flip-flopped. I'm telling her to slow down <laughs> as I'm sucking uh, gas. But, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Great. Um, touch on your running backgrounds a little bit. Uh, tell us, like, how long you've been running, uh, you know, what... Uh, What got you into running, all that kind of good stuff?
1: Yeah, so I will be going on five years running here at the end of the year. Um, Started running kind of later in life. I think I was probably 27, 28 when I found running. Um, Lifelong skateboarder. So um, it was kind of the impetus behind my running was kind of just lifestyle change, out of shape, you know, probably smoking too many cigarettes and drinking beer, and uh, time to just shape up. And so I started running. Uh, My sister-in-law, who's a runner, also signed me up for a half marathon, printed me out a 12-week training plan and just told me to go. So completed the first half marathon and then just started running trails, and that's pretty much it. I've only ran one other road race.
2: (laughs) And that was with me because of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, ben, what's the, what's the longest distance that you've raced? That I've raced
1: would just be uh, H9, not last year, but the year before. The um, yeah, the 50 miler. So, yeah, that's pretty much... And I haven't really raced too many trail races. Like, when I first started, I ran some shorter distances of the uh, guts races here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then just really always find myself injured every time I sign up for a race. Like, just kind of overdoing it. So, uh, that's kind of where uh, FKTs really uh, become very... Look really good when you can just set your own day and you're always fresh. (laughs) You never have to, like, show up to a start line it's just like well start lines whenever i feel good enough so it's kind of why they become very passionate my passion
2: and the weather's good enough too
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: especially in the south
0: yeah right and so i guess uh your furthest distance today would be what uh for because you've done a number of different fkt loops
1: yeah uh definitely the georgia at by far so um everything up until that point has just been around 56 miles. So I've done Georgia loop now three times and then H nine, when I did, it was probably about the same distance as so roughly 56 miles cool. as well.
0: Right on. And we'll, we'll get into uh, your, your your current FKT is that's what we'll be chatting about. So Alison, your turn, what, what's your running background?
2: Um, so I am one of the most uncoordinated people ever. So my dad was football player. My mom plays tennis and I'm five, nine. So they all thought, oh, you're going to play basketball. You're going to do this. You're going to be great. And I would fall up the stairs or when you play putt-putt, I fell into the water and turned into a Smurf. (laughs) So that ended my, any kind of like hand-eye coordination. So I took up running. I took it up middle school, high school. I wasn't exactly, you know, Division one caliber I you know did enough was a you know the resident comedian just liked running and <laughs> swimming and um didn't until after college just start just running in groups and the rest is history a friend was running a marathon and I was like no, oh, that sounds like fun I, I'll try that I ran a lot of 5Ks. My dad always did the Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta here. So, I mean, it was just like family tradition and just doing 5 and 10Ks. I mean, never in my wildest dreams did I think, oh, yeah, I'm going to run 80 miles in the woods. <laughs> and I don't, my parents still don't really know that we did that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, they will now. But, um, surprise. Uh, but yeah, I mean running has been just like a way to get away. It's just a fun conversation. I tell people I'm a talker with a running problem. Like <laughs> it's just a social aspect and it's a way to challenge yourself. That's great. But I still so, fall a lot, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And and what they are referring to is um these two have done the uh FKT on the uh, Appalachian Trail uh, section of Georgia, and uh, which was roughly 80 miles. We're going to talk all about that. But um, what was your longest distance prior to that, Allison?
2: Um, Georgia Loop in June. Um, so prior to that, I had I'd done six road marathons, um, three 50Ks, if you include H9 when we made a wrong turn and turned a marathon into a 50 (laughs) K. So, um, and I was training for GDR. Um, that was supposed to be in March and, you know, had all this fitness and everything. So, and then COVID happened. And so, you know, are you
0: still still planning on doing GDR this year? No. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, you've talked about the Georgia loop. Now you you both have the FKT on the Georgia loop as well. Yep. So, uh, Go ahead.
2: Yeah, we were supposed to, um, we talked about doing a 100 miler. Um, It's called Great Southern that starts in Kennesaw Mountain in Georgia and goes all around Atlanta to Stone Mountain through Centennial Park and all over Atlanta. It's about 100 miles. And we're like, maybe we'll do that, like, as a part of, because during COVID, we just ran or we walked. Like, that was just our way to get out of the house and just run anywhere because there wasn't a lot of traffic and there wasn't much else to do so we're like okay we're in like good enough shape and then we drove the course like not even a third and we're just like yeah no
1: road 100 miles just sounded absolutely terrible um i was just like that's gonna be i mean like we could do it but it just sounded really painful especially in the middle of summer in georgia in Atlanta especially would have just been, you know, it just makes you think like how much crazier bad water or something like that. It's insane. Like I felt like I would have needed somebody to like just missed me as I'm like walking down Piedmont, you know, and I didn't want to experience that or um, make her deal with me just curled up on the sidewalk, just vomiting. It it
2: would have ended up rucking where I was just going to carry him or something and you know i could see the headlines on the you know news woman carries husband <laughs> no but and it was funny cuz we drove it on a sunday and that monday we called ben's parents who had helped crew him for the other georgia loops that he had done and we're like so what are you all doing this weekend um i think we're going to go for a georgia loop and they're like sure no problem and that was our planning because that's how well we plan things yeah.
0: for the Georgia <laughs> loop. Now, um, when we say, um, FKT, um, is that considered as a mixed couple as a uh, individual male and individual female or, uh, all three? <laughs> so
1: I ran it the first time, um, supported in solo in 2018. Right. And then I ran it solo, And supported in 2019 uh, when I grabbed the uh, overall FKT and then I just ran the whole thing just for fun with her.
2: (laughs) I don't, I question his definition of fun.
1: So uh, she has the overall uh, supported women's. Okay.
2: And it's funny. That's how I found out who Ben was because of his FKT. Um, We had a ton of mutual friends and One of them was just like, we were running, we run every Thursday, we do a group run. And he's like, you'll never guess what my friend Ben did. He did the Georgia Loop. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I was like, (laughs) what's the Georgia Loop? (laughs) So I like look it up and I look up him and I'm like, wow, like that's (laughs) a lot of miles and a lot of gain and very technical. Cause I had just started, I'd only have been trail running two years, like very recent. I actually started running because um, I went on a Tinder date and the guy was like, you're a fast (laughs) runner. You could do trails and beat a lot of girls because you're like kind of tough. You don't, you're very competitive and there's not enough female runners. So, I mean, we're still friends. Obviously didn't work out. (laughs) So I started, you know, loving trails and just meeting different groups and that's what's great about the community especially in atlanta and the georgia area is there's always someone to run with there's always a group um i helped co-lead the trail sisters in atlanta so i owe a lot of gratitude to the community because it brought us together because eventually ben started following me on strava and I started following him, and I at first I was like, "What is Ben Mercer doing following me? Like I'm not really anyone." So yeah, we started a back and forth. I and I messaged him on Instagram about running, and we went for a run actually at Unicoy on the AT, and <laughs> yeah, he's had to listen to me talk nonstop on runs ever <laughs> since. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) that's wonderful that is a wonderful story i love it um uh, so talk to me a little bit about um the uh the procedures for you know going after an fkt we we haven't really done an episode in which we really you know dive into to the actual um fkts themselves so um you know you're preparing to, to, you know, go after an FKT, what, what do you have to do? Um, how do, do you have to declare it? Um, what are, what are the, you know, what are the rules or, you know, what are the courtesies?
1: Yeah. General. I mean, like it's always, you should always declare it. I mean, it, some people like to try to be stealth about it, but I think, um, you know, there's something about announcing it publicly and that way it keeps you accountable. So, um, you know, you have to be willing to fail publicly. I think that's a big part of it. And for some people, it's also really in good form to uh, notify the pre the previous record holder if possible and just say, hey, I'm going after this. A lot of times that could be beneficial. Maybe they'll share some beta with you. Um, I haven't reached out to anybody previously. Um, uh, well, I've run into them since and I've talked uh, Georgia Loop and stuff uh, with Richard Schick, uh, old school legend. Um, so definitely shout out to him. I mean, that guy's amazing. His ultra sign up speaks for itself and he's a very, very cool guy.
2: And um, still racing now, like, yeah. you know,
1: but yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, basically uh, if you can reach out to the person that hold it prior, just to say, you know, it's also just good to meet and uh, build those connections, but yeah, announce what you're going to do and then uh, kind of go for it. You know, uh, it's Say what route you're going to do. Try to say when you're going to do it and the style style you're going to do it, whether that's self-supported, unsupported, or supported. And is there
0: and, a submission on the website that you can, you know? Uh, yeah, know you can you- just
1: uh, go to the route section on Fastest Known Time and just uh, find the route that you're looking to do and uh, add, add a comment.
2: Yeah. And the difference between unsupported means you're not getting aid from anyone. You can't stash something. You can't have a pacer. Even someone cheering or handing you a snickers while you're on the trail counts as support. Self-supported is, you know, you can stash things or you can have a drop bag or water hidden. um, And then supported anything goes like you can have a whole cheer squad you can have a relay of pacers and do whatever you want so it's it's important to have those different um, factors when differentiating obviously uh, and planning too because um having support you're not having to carry everything i mean it's like doing a race versus a you know solo run you know races you have aid stations you have water you have nutrition you know you have people there and at races, you can have pacers. And, you know, that goes into how we planned for anything that we do. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you want to add something, Ben?
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and it also, like, um, you know, and they always stress, you know, kind of just choose the style that works best for you. You know, none's necessarily um, better. Um, it's just whatever, you know, makes sense and is rewarding to you, you know. So if you want to do something supported or unsupported, neither it's just really like mm-hmm. however you feel i mean like for us this past time unsupported made more sense because we didn't have to involve anybody so it was just like we're just gonna go i don't mm-hmm. have to coordinate with anybody so it just made it easy but man support would made it so much faster <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um so you chose to do it unsupported um as opposed to self-supported yes yeah, yeah. so okay um
1: yeah. We didn't stash anything anywhere.
0: Okay. Let me ask you too, uh, cause I'm, I'm not clear on a few of the, the rules. Um, you know, in an unsupported fashion, is it okay to, to filter water?
2: Yes. Natural yeah. resources of, um, water. Yes, definitely. Or we would have been in a world of hurt. So, um, you know, and that's goes back to your re your research and knowing the trail, like Luckily, when we were researching the AT, we did every section. So we know, okay, there's a spring here. Okay, there's not anything from this 12 miles we better fill up now. Or this part's really runnable, so we'll be good. Or, you know, just basing your research. And just like people that have done other FKTs, like Nolans and all that, doing your homework is so important. That way, just like with race day, nothing new or unexpected, you know, you have less obstacles to deal with so if you do have to deal with you know a bonk or something it's you know you're not dealing with anything else you're trying to
0: control the controllables so you did go out and and scout each section uh uh, you went out and either hiked or ran it
1: yeah for sure so um i've been running on the at for years now but so it took me probably like it's funny two or three years to do the whole georgia at because i'd have to run it in sections as out and back so really like That 75 miles turned into 150 to 200 miles just to get that one section down. And then since I've been uh, married to Allison, we've been running it like on the weekends here Mm -hmm. and there. So we put it together in maybe like three months Mm -hmm. over quarantine. And then we're like, okay, I think we know all the sections pretty well. And that's kind of when we're like, okay, we can visualize doing it in
2: one go. Yeah. Nice. And especially at night, forwards, backwards, because we just did it in Outback's just to, you know, just logistically-wise.
0: Right on. Um, so it, it, it kind of, you know, begs the question, why this specific FKT? Why did you choose to do this one?
1: Well, it's funny because it's, it's, I don't know. It's like there's been a lot of people that do it. Obviously, it's um, part of a much larger route, you know. So, I mean, we did just such a small part of what's a huge long trail. And there's been some really amazing performances that have been either kicked off a really long through hike or been the end of one. Um, so we had a friend that went out and ran, um, put up a pretty good time and really put it on our radar. Our friend James ran it in a uh, 2130 supported. And I was like, okay, that's, kind of makes it, he put a benchmark out there, you know? So it was like, okay, well, now I have something to shoot for. Um, So I think that was kind of my, what put it on my radar is actually doing it, yeah.
2: And it's funny because I, after he said it, I sent him a message and I was so mad at him that he didn't ask us to help pace him. He asked our friend Meredith, who um, Emma mentioned on your podcast, helped her get through Georgia Jewel. So I mean, it's six degrees of Meredith, um, <laughs> and I was like, "Why didn't you ask us to help you?" Like I was so mad. Wow. Um, I mean, mad like we want to help. Like that's just right. what we do. I mean, just like with Michael <laughs> and everyone else. And of course, and he was like, "I didn't want to give Ben ideas." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's
0: because
2: we we actually started talking about it since um, Georgia Loop of other things we can do with. No races. Like, I know races are going on, but we're still just not feeling comfortable just in that environment and just loving being out there and loving the challenge. And uh, we call FKTs the original virtual race. You know, like you don't really get a trophy or a prize, it's more just choosing your adventure and it's amazing. So, um, but Georgia AT, it was just, It's a challenge, It's the distance. And also knowing that I wasn't doing GDR, same distance, a little different elevation, a little different profile. Mm -hmm. But um, and also for me, the ET, there's so many uh, milestones, like our first date and just, (laughs) you know, just like everything that I knew when we were going along that route. It would just be special where if I was on a low point, I knew you know what, there would be something there to make me smile. So (laughs)
0: that's great. That's great. Um, Now, um, Allison had mentioned um, uh, our mutual friend, Michael, uh, Michael uh, Patton, who's, uh, you know, one of our, again, mutual friends was attempting this uh, um, supported version of the uh, Georgia AT. And uh, that's how we met. So that's how we all came together. We we met at I don't know what, what five a.m. oh <laughs> uh, dark thirty whatever it was. Uh, you know we couldn't even see each other's faces. But um, the two of you were were pacing Michael for uh, the I believe his second leg, right? Second leg of uh, of his uh, of his run. And then I did about nineteen miles with him before he uh, he had to pull his plug because of his stomach. But um, you know it was it was great meeting and running into you too. And then I was so excited when you messaged me saying uh, you know. It, it, you had one after and got it. So it's really cool to, to make this come full circle. Um, yeah,
2: Michael was definitely an inspiration in a lot of those parts because we remembered both like during when we ran the segment from Dick's Creek to when we saw you at Trey to just everything. Also, it was his second attempt from at Woody Gap when he had um, bit was by bit by a dog. So mm-hmm. it's just like there's so many things that are like, you know what? we're doing this, we're privileged, we're honored. Like, you know, it's just, it's a blessing to be out here and, and so much support. And we wanted to support him because he also helped us get that idea too, when he made that attempt, because he's an amazing runner, amazing athlete. And so it's just to help him try to achieve his goals, you know, waking up at, you know, what, 3.30 <laughs> in the morning to go <laughs> right. up to, meet you it's yeah. like, what, you know, not a problem. Like,
0: right. Yeah, that's, that's the was, great thing about running. What,
2: what, what uh, sleep, Mike? Right, right.
0: Yeah, I know. We were just we were before we uh, we got on here. We were talking about um, you know my friend Kevin's uh, attempt at uh, at Gritchell there, and um, I got up at one uh, one a.m. to to get out there and uh, and meet him. So right, you know, it's what sleep when it comes to friends. Um, but um, yeah, let's we uh, started.
2: Let's... Uh, we started our attempt. I guess we'll get into that at yeah. two a.m. I mean, it didn't include the hike up starting at 1230, but (laughs) so you want to talk about like no sleep, so.
0: (laughs) Right on. Um, We'll get into, let's get into the details um, of your, uh, of your route here. And then we can kind of talk about the, you know, the FKT. Um, Uh So, um, you know, we've, we've talked that it's, it's the AT um, um, section of Georgia. Uh, Let's talk about where does it, where did you guys start?
1: We um, started from Bly Gap, and we went south to the southern terminus at Springer Mountain. Um, We decided to go that direction, um, mainly because if you're familiar with um, Springer Mountain or Bly Gap, uh, to get to Bly Gap, it's either uh, about a four-mile hike from this uh, Forest Service Road up in Hiawassee, or it's a four-mile hike from Bly Gap Road in North Carolina. So either way, you have a four-mile hike in. Or if you start at Springer, you could park at the Springer Mountain parking lot and hike a mile to the termin- to the southern terminus. Or you could start at Amicalola and hike like eight miles in. So mm-hmm. at the end of it, we were like, what do we want to do? Do we want to hike, backtrack a mile or do we want to like hike out four miles? So it just made sense for us to go north uh, to south, end at the southern terminus, and then have a mile hike at the end, as opposed to a four-mile hike and an even further drive home to Atlanta.
0: So that was like a big reason for that decision. Yeah, well, it's doing your homework. Good job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we tried to go the Black Gap Road the week prior and ended up in ankle-deep mud it in the middle of like close to it, but we had no idea where we we're going. We were just falling off um, something we saw on white blaze. And uh, our friend James had done, he had gone the black app road and we were just like, yeah, no, we'll go the, the way, you know, most people go. Yeah. That if you go from
1: black Gap road, don't use the directions off white blazes. Um, those could be updated significantly. It's kind of a mess. But... Can you talk
0: about that for a second? The white yeah, blazes.
1: so um, white blaze is just kind of the uh, through hikers um, go-to for all things AT and long trails. So, um, you know, if you're looking for beta on anything from... Arizona Trail, uh, Continental Divide, uh, PCT, AT, all the big ones, Vermont Trail. You know, go there. Um, If you, you know, just hiker trash stuff. Like, really, (laughs) I mean, if you want to, like, schedule shuttles or, like, meet other hiking buddies. Like, it's really just kind of the uh, premier place to talk that stuff. So, um. WhiteBlaze.com? Yeah. So those forums are great for that. And I don't feel like a lot of trail runners probably utilize it as much as they should. I mean, there's a small section where they have trail running and speed records on the forums. Maybe somebody will talk in there once every four months, but um, really it's just good for just hiking information. So
0: Mm -hmm. cool. Cool. Um, And you had mentioned earlier uh, this, this route was 80 miles. Yeah
1: yeah approximately um mm-hmm. so the actually like AT proper from uh Black Gap to Springer Mountains 76 miles um the Georgia AT uh conservation society or whatever who maintains it also says that but then the patches that they have say 80 miles <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things i guess as the crow flies if that's what the expression or the
2: gps flies who knows
1: <laughs> but it's somewhere uh, in yeah. the ballpark i mean over the sure. course of the day we did we did do 81 if you count the hike in the hike out the actual trails
2: well we called it our warm-up and cool down <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice um and how much uh, elevation gain and descent are we talking
2: got
1: 20,000 on the actual 76 mile route and the hike in was probably 1800. So we did, you know, 21, 22.
2: Yeah. But that's 20,000 ascent and also 20,000 descent.
0: Right. Yeah. So
2: yeah, know. it was a lot. So that's why, you know, some people talk about going either way. It doesn't matter. You start at, you know, Springer to go to Bly Gap you're still going to do 20,000.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was about that even mm-hmm. like, I, and we've thought about that many times. Like, would it be easier to go North or go South just based on the terrain?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the same either way. I don't think one direction is gonna be any faster at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's it just comes down to preference, but yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, so you guys went unsupported. Was there a previous unsupported record? There
1: was, um, let me pull up his name. He had one, he did it in
2: 25 hours,
1: 25, 26 hours. Um,
2: and he did it like around the same time that, um, like in 2018, 2019 in March. So he was dealing with freezing temperatures and all these things. And I'm just like, why would you choose that time? But Yeah. And just read. So we read his blog. We did a lot of different, um, once again, research on what he brought, um, nutrition and during which points on the route. And then, you know, high points, low points. I mean, we knew, Okay, we get to Hogpen. We're halfway there. We're good. Or we get to Neal's. We're going to deal with so many people. And um, I mean, that's one thing we had to deal with a lot is everyone's out now with, you know, quarantine and and wanting to be outside and now that it's fall and you
1: know Um, everything yeah his name was uh ryan eggers so he did it in what was it one day one hour 34 minutes so Mm -hmm. 25 and a half hours yeah and his uh, report was really interesting like he had some definitely um Time He spends a little bit of time warming up at a shelter and had some kind of hallucinations, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. So um it was a, made for a very good reason. Like he had a very... So I
2: was time. like, maybe we'll hallucinate. We'll have some Courtney DeWalter moments. <laughs> I
1: was actually a little bit worried at the start, like Hellgate eyes, because it was a little colder than I was anticipating. And we weren't planning on starting running the first <laughs> five or six hours in the dark. So I was like, you know... Am I going to, like, my eyes going to freeze? But, but? And
2: he's not the one that has contacts and everything. I'm the one that's, like, <laughs> blind and, like, obviously uncoordinated. So <laughs> shout out to Black Diamond Poles for saving my life and my needs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and lamps. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, well, let's talk about your gear then. Um, so did each of you use Poles?
2: Yeah, that was my first time using Poles. Ben had used his for Georgia Loop and I didn't use mine for my Georgia Loop. And because um, I hadn't in training, I hadn't practiced. I was like, I'm going to stab myself. I'm going to do something. And um, I ended up leaving them actually when I was taking off uh, taking off a layer during the our FK, Georgia AT, FKT. I left them when I was changing out of my shirt and um, I had a backtrack, I had to backtrack. Oh, no. so I was like, "Oh, I'm running really nice." Like, blah, blah, blah. and and I look at Ben, and I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I think for our next run, I'm gonna paint them hot pink because <laughs> mine are blacks and like gray, yeah. so they like blended in. So I was just like, "Oh my gosh, am I gonna be able to find them?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, that's the, <laughs> yeah. the only advantage of the, the lucky poles is they have the bright colors. Whereas the, the black diamonds are, are kind of that black and blue.
2: Yeah. Um, so, um, Note to self, not leave them anywhere. And <laughs> I was just like, eh. cause on that part we're running. So I'm just holding them. And then I put them down. And I'm, I'm not used to using them and having to know, okay, I have this. <laughs> so,
0: but Ben, yeah. you're pretty used to uh, using poles.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean,
1: Some people frown on them, but you know, Hey, whatever gets the uh, job done.
0: So, you know, I have, I think it's become more acceptable. uh, Yeah.
1: And you you know, know. it's one of those things like, I don't think you should be able to um, like, say if you're in a race, I don't, if you're going to carry them, you should carry them the entire time. You shouldn't be able to just like, Hey, drop them off at your crew or at an aid station. You know, if if you're going to use them, use them. Yeah. Um, Or somewhere
2: in a part of a trail. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I have no problem with them.
0: Nice. (laughs) What did you use for your lighting? Uh, Because you were in the dark for quite some time. I used a uh, black
1: diamond spot. Mm -hmm. And
0: I think another
2: two spots. Yeah. And lots of batteries because... um, that was my first time running overnight and running in the dark for that long. So I was just very nervous once again, especially with how rocky it is. And I'm not the best downhiller. Um, so I was very nervous, especially starting in the dark and still being kind of tired and just getting my footing. Um, but it worked out well. And, you know, having the poles definitely helped too. Um, God,
1: Yeah, definitely opted for... Um the battery powered spot because I have a Petzl now, but I was just like, you know, if anything was to go, you know, FUBAR or whatever, I'd prefer to be able to have batteries to replace. I know that the Petzl now is great battery life, but then I would have to carry an extra headlamp to have that as backup in case that battery failed or whatever. So I was just like, I'll just carry, just, just use batteries Mm -hmm. powered. So, but if it was a race, I would probably use the Petzl now.
0: Sure. And, um, what about your packs? What were you using for packs? Solomon
1: 12 liter. Um, yeah. S lab 12 liter advanced skin. Um, I have I that on several, <laughs> several packs. And I couldn't decide. Um, it was like three days before and I had like my five liter pack out and I was like, wait, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and then I would go upstairs. I have a 25 liter, uh, fast pack. I was like, this is too big. So I had to rush to REI. Luckily, they had a curbside pickup, and I got it. And I was like, "All right." She's like, "Do you want to test that out on a run, real quick?" I'm like, "No, I'll do." So,
2: Goldilocks in a three pack, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the twelve liter that thing is perfect. I that was very impressed with the storage capacity. Like, uh, pockets are great. I mean, that thing's very. Very awesome.
2: Yeah. Our friend Wit, who um also is like a FK, FKT god, like Triple Crown has done so many trails, just finished Moab, finished top five today. So um I borrowed his pack because I had another one, but I didn't feel like I could pack as much and because unsupported, we're also packing um uh space. Um, blankets, we're packing jackets, we're packing first aid, we're packing everything, nutrition, enough for 24 hours because we didn't know how long. Um, also, stomach you name it, especially with me falling. I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna need band aids, I'm gonna need AD ointment, um, something, a muscle relaxer, like a, a you know, bio free, like just anything, just blisters, whatever. So, He let me borrow his pack because he had something else. So definitely saved it. And there were so many pockets. I was like, oh my God, I can fit stuff here. I can fit stuff here. And it was, it was just great. I'm sorry, which
0: pack was
1: it? Was it also the the Salmon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess that would be my only complaint is if you're going to use it going into a race, the 12 liter advanced skin is maybe prioritize where you're going (laughs) to put stuff and have that kind of mapped out, be like, okay, my right side front pocket is going to be where I'm going to have the caffeinated gels. <laughs> Chomps are going to be in this one. Um, batteries here, or there, because you can kind of get your stuff lost. Like, Oh, where did I yeah. put my headlamp? I can't find yeah. it. You
0: know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I shared the story ever, uh, with, uh, when I was at UTMB, I was also using the, the Salmon advanced Skin 12. And, um, I was on this massive climb and, um, I was with Darian Smith, who's, uh, another North Carolinian here. And we were going up this climb and, um, an Ibex came out of the brush. And, uh, that's the only thing that I ever wanted to see when I was, you know, over in Europe was see this Ibex, you know, with the, the big horns and the, the goatee and, and there it was in all its glory. And I'm digging through every pocket, looking for my phone, you know, trying to find it in my pack. And I'm like, where did I put this? dang phone and then I feel it and I'm like trying to dig into the pocket to get it and this I, he had to be German because this accent was unmistakable he comes up and I was like hey can you just hang on one second I don't want to scare this Ibex off I'm just trying to get a picture and he gives me this eyes everywhere and then and he scares the Ibex off and I totally don't get the picture and I'm just like oh so yes like know where everything is in your pack because I could not find my darn phone to save my life but uh, yeah I agree with Another you. one. I did not. <laughs> that, was the, that was the yeah. That was the only IPEX I saw. Uh, you know, thankfully I remember seeing it, but uh, and it wasn't a hallucination because all three of us saw it. Because <laughs> I was hallucinating at that point, but uh, yeah. So uh, you know, my, my side story of yes, make sure you know where everything is. It is a good idea to you know organize your pack like you were saying, especially with that twelve liter, because there is plenty of uh, room in there and plenty of pockets. So that's that's for sure. Sorry for the sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> um so um all right what what other um important pieces would you say you used did you have to use any uh any shells or anything like that did it get cool enough or anything like that
1: i wore like layering was really important mm-hmm. because it was it got pretty nippy out i think there was a times where at night it was probably mid 30s which you know it was pretty good running weather but if you're you know crawling or something bad happens you know definitely want to have more. So, um, you know, we just layered with a nice long sleeve, um, you know, some sort of tech short sleeve. And I did carry a sh- soft shell uh, just in case it was terrain. rain. But, um, you know, we had terrific weather. Um, I carried um, some Patagonia waterproof gloves, which were actually really nice for when it, I was filtering water when it was cold at night. So my hands actually didn't get wet, but they still breathe. So I was able to wear those all night without... On uh, my hands going numb. Um, and yeah, I kept my hands dry when I was filtering water. So that was mm-hmm. actually, I didn't plan that, but I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the water just beating off of these. This is great.
2: <laughs> and nice. carrying the poles and how cold the metal was. Yeah. It was also yeah. helpful. People
1: don't think about that. Yeah, that's definitely, that's I another hate that in the winter. Yeah. Um, then for filtering water, we use the Catadin uh, uh, beef free. Uh, filter the best,
0: yeah.
1: yep. Um, yeah. I have a. I mine fits on a ultimate direction body flask, and then she had hers on a s- 0.6 liter yeah. uh soft flask. So,
2: so I took a reservoir with me. He had soft bottles, I hadn't really practiced with soft bottles because um, the best I had prior didn't really accommodate soft bottles, plus, like, I just I don't
1: know. You like to carry. I like
2: to carry a lot of water because I like to drink <laughs> a lot of water and knowing we were going to have to filter a lot and he doesn't go through a lot of water and I didn't want to have extra stops. And so I knew if I had a reservoir, of course it added more weight on my pack, but I was so used to it, um, that it didn't really matter. Um, but it definitely helps. Um, I learned I didn't have to take the bladder out because putting the bladder back in was a little bit of a pain. But, um, having that much water definitely helped, especially later on. And also like when it got warmer too, where I wasn't like, because when we did Bartram trail, um, we did that, uh, Bartram trail in Georgia, 38 miles, I ran out of water and had to go four or five miles without water. And we hadn't done part of the section that we were in where I ran out of the water. So we had no idea when we were getting water, And I was like, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want, (laughs) like, once again, prevent all the things that we can prevent. Control
0: what you can control. Yep.
2: Yeah. And since we haven't had a lot of rain um, that week, I mean, the springs were fine, but other things you didn't know. So I was just like, I'd rather just be cautious.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Excellent. And that's all good points. Um, What did you use for tracking?
1: Okay. So (laughs) we um, (laughs) normally... I would probably just, uh, you know, my watch and I would just announce it and write a detailed report and take some photos, um, you know, just, that's kind of how they, you know, they, it's the honor system, if you will, um, you know, but um, more recently, and especially for bigger attempts, you know, they prefer live tracking. Um, I probably wouldn't have sprung for a Garmin Mini inReach, but my parents were nervous about not being able to be there to support us. They're like, how do we know if you're going to be okay? So no. uh, they bought me one. No. So,
2: um us. It was a wedding gift. Yeah, Thank you. it was a wedding gift. Thank <laughs> you, Bob and dad. And
1: so we uh, – <laughs> battery died on it. So yeah. I oh, was no. we were broadcasting our tracking for maybe like nine hours out of the attempt. But
2: yeah.
1: um, definitely if you're going to use the Garmin – mini in reach uh learn how to set it up and go through more uh practice with it i mean we
2: we did we practiced a couple points but yeah by the time we got to woody gap um it went dead and everyone thought we had stopped and they're just like (laughs) oh no are they okay so um we're not checking our phones and his parents were worried and we texted them when we you know ended and everything but they're like Everyone, my whole, my, once we got done, my phone blew up. Cause everyone's like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you cold? Are you hungry? <laughs> like, did, did you fall? Like they just assumed something and yeah. we had no idea. And we also had um, watches, Cora's watches, which the battery life lives up to the height because he still had 50% left after 25, 24 yeah. hours I still had, um, 25. I had the apex. He had the apex pro and I mean, I never, I had, um, like a watch. (laughs) Yeah. I had a watch and it would last maybe six hours and a Georgia loop. It lasted two and a half. So I didn't even have a watch during it. And Ben would be like, okay, we're at mile 20. Okay. We're at this pace. I'm like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. We're just (laughs) going to go. And, um, so I didn't really look at the watch. I didn't want to know. And I, because we had done it so much, I knew the math, and I had studied the overall map. But what was interesting is all the people that had done it before us had like 82 or 88 miles. And so Ben's just like, we're not going to make it. Like we're still this way. And I'm like, no, the map says, and once again, this was like later on and I'm trying to do trail math. And I'm like, well, it was this or this and this size of this and this and this. And he's like, I don't know, whatever.
1: <laughs> but kudos to Coros because their GPS was spot on. Mm-hmm. And the battery life was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, test the Garmin before. <laughs> yes. Use it a few times. We definitely didn't do that enough. Um, but luckily I had my, yes. my, my trusty chorus. So we had proof, okay.
2: you know, cause that's the other thing is while, you know, it is an honor system. And if you're going to cheat, like, once again, you're going to cheat a virtual race, like shame on you, but to have the data and also just the beta for someone else, like by all means, I hope someone comes out and smashes our record or if they need our help or anything like they have this advice, okay, this is at this point, this point or whatever, you know, right. once again, it helps set a benchmark.
0: Cool. Awesome. All right. Um, well, let's talk about the adventure. <laughs> so,
2: um, so what was funny is we had this plan that we were going to start at 5am. Um, and then just drive up that morning, start, have max daylight. Um, and just go through it. Um, we start thinking about doing it at night, but then I was like, It was a Friday, working, traffic, whatever. So we're like, we'll get to bed early and it'll be fun. Unfortunately, our neighbor's dogs had other ideas and they started barking, what, at like 5 p.m. Didn't stop till nine. nine. So at that point, Ben's like, "I I slept a couple hours. Ben was just like, hey. You want to just go do this now? <laughs> I mean, and we could, like, it's not like we had, you know, segment by segment, this person's pacing us, this person's meeting us, whatever we could. So, um, we drove up and then what we did is we parked our car and Ben's parents, um, shuttled, t- it. shuttled it to Springer. So it was there when we arrived and we didn't have to deal with anything. We just had a car there and could take off. And so we did that, um, got to Black Gap around like twelve thirty. And what was great is it was a full moon. So to have that much daylight, I mean that was very unintentional, but it helped so much, especially in that area where it was clear. I'm sure um, you know, still had a lot of trees and everything, but I'm sure like with winter, like it would be perfect. So, you know, we walked slowly up and I think that was like one of the hardest because it's very rocky. It's, you know, kind of technical. And then the poor campers that were all on Bly Gap, you know, and we're just like, oh my God, we're going to do this. And they're just like, what's going on?
1: Yeah. Throughout the entire night sessions, <laughs> I would be running, you know, maybe a, you know a couple meters ahead and I'd have to like just kind of stop and like, she'd be like, why are you stopping? I'm like, I'm stopping because if you look, you could see all the reflections from yeah. all the tents and uh people in their hammocks i'm like shh but um (laughs) yeah so we got like we ended up having to pull an audible and get started very early Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so um you know no sleep yeah Um, by the time 7 a.m rolled around i'd already been up for 24 hours straight so um yeah so sun came up and i'm like all right i'm already in the well but um you know Are you guys
0: caffeine drinkers?
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. And I didn't do any sort (laughs) of, um, you know, I know a lot of people will, um, you know, kind of taper off the caffeine so it has more punch during race week. You know, they'll stop, cut out coffee maybe for a few days. But no, I was relying heavily on the caffeine. Oh, yeah.
2: We did
0: the slow drip of caffeine. And how did you do that? What did you use? Uh...
1: Cold brew, Roctane, oh, yeah. basically.
2: A lot of goo, a lot of goo energy, um, the Roctane Ultra, the um, waffles, the chomps, the chews, the gels, um, so whatever we could just to mix it up, too.
1: This, I'm glad she brings up nutrition. Erin, have you ever heard of somebody just eating the, <laughs> the, the Roctane mix? They don't mix it with water. Or tailwind. They just open it up and they just <laughs> pour it into their mouth and then take a couple of of water. Uh,
0: not, not, not. Whatever I works. Know. I mean, if you, if you put lines down on a rock and, you know, whatever.
2: Well, that's the thing is, like, I would have powder on my nose and, like, powder on my jacket. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, these people that are going by, I also would have, like, brown like chocolate <laughs> dough on me or like a bar and i was like they probably uh, think what is this girl doing like because uh, we're running and we're just you know
0: you should have just pinned like a little baggie you know to, to your front with a white powder and-
2: <laughs> little dime bag like <laughs> i swear like uh, you're not <laughs> oh God. but yeah like literally i just take the you know tail end or the yeah.
0: and
2: i mean it's like pop rock so it's like very <laughs> i mean it's all candy um, but yeah, Ben makes uh, fun of me because I'm like, it's one less bottle I deal with and it's going to go straight in there anyways. Like,
0: uh, that's, I mean, um, to answer your question, Ben, no, but now I have. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that, that well, is, that's uh, great.
1: I had uh, to embarrass her about that one. Th- um,
0: that's that's wonderful.
1: <laughs> so Yeah. Oh, we my ended goodness. up. <laughs> um, the parting Bly gap, I think, is about two oh five, and we uh, made our way south. Uh, I think she took one spill in between the segment between Bly and Dix Creek, one mile yeah, spill.
2: Dick's Creek to Tray.
1: Okay, somewhere in between there. Somewhere in the, first, in the dark. First twenty miles, yeah. she fell once. Um, You're th- okay though.
2: But no, there was no blood, so it doesn't count. Yeah. It does, if yeah. there's no blood, Good. like it was right. just mud.
1: I think, um, we split Dick's Creek in about a little over two hours. Mm -hmm. So we were making pretty good time there. Um,
2: and it was like iced over too. I mean, it? it was cold and it's, it's probably one of the rockier, you know, not like the smaller rocks, especially in the descent. Um, so I definitely was very cautious because I also knew starting out, I'm like, um, our friend Daniel had done, um, Georgia AT attempt too. And he took a spill within the first 10 miles. And I took a spill within the first 10 miles of Georgia loop ended up with a nice shinner. And I was like, I don't want to have that. Even if I have to go a little slower, especially at night. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I was very happy with not having any really bad falls mm-hmm. and and just trying to keep pace. Cause I knew after Trey we we're straight downhill. It was just, Okay season three. did
0: you have some did you have some time cutoffs that you were trying to make Not was there a time really no. um i
2: think it was kind of intentional though
1: for us to do most of our running like that because originally i wanted to start at night just because i felt like we would be able to ease into a pretty conservative pace um there's only like so much you can like you can can't really hammer at night so it's just kind of like okay yeah. i could just settle into a groove and then once right. the daylight course, comes i like,
0: slow it, down a little bit
1: um, so that's so we, it was a blessing that we actually started out earlier. So yeah, we just try to keep it as conservative as possible, and then that way, when we got to the sections that we knew we could actually really run, we would be able to start making a dent in some of that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so kept it conservative um, for most of the day. Um, there was a couple sections that we were able to run pretty fast, and then on the back half, we we're like, okay. Let's see where we're at and if we could close. Because originally we, I mean, if we could have gone under twenty-one thirty, that would have been the ultimate goal—is to get the overall record. Um, But once we got to Woody or like Cooper's Gap, we started looking at our watch. Like, yeah, that's we'd have to close really, really. Or
2: like at Neals when it was just so crowded to try and pass people and get around, and we didn't. We still wanted to be nice and didn't want to be those, you know.
1: Those, Considerate Yeah. Manners,
2: yeah. Know. So, you know, it was just it was getting hot and and just with so many people we're just like, okay, we're just gonna ease, we're still out of time, and you know, just make our so, way. So what, uh,
0: what mileage would you say that was about that you kinda were like, All right, well the you know, the overall record's probably, you know, a little too far out of reach. What what was that? Um, Woody gap was that twenty. So that
1: was 55. 55 in yeah okay. like maybe 60 okay. like we we're like uh, we'd have to close really hard and by that point it was sundown again so mm. it's just like eh, let's just hike this sucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no uh you know we closed as hard as we could but it just ended up still probably being a little bit out of reach but um
2: but to be under 24 hours i mean we knew and it was funny because like once we got to three forks and we had four miles to go, I got really excited and cross over this bridge and Ben's like, slow up, slow up. And that's when I had my big fall. (laughs) He was like, let's be careful this. And I fall. And he's like, see. So I was just like, of course I was so excited too. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to actually go through a run without a fall. And then boom. And he's like, okay, we're just going to hike it up the rest of the way. And, you know, just be smart. And, you know, you know, a week later now, you know, we're running fine and everything. So it's like, let's be conservative and not do something stupid that we're going to sure. regret, especially, you know, being late at night and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. yeah, the overall day, I mean, was kind of your classic, you know, long ultra, a lot of highs and lows, um, just kind of, trying to stay on top of nutrition. Um, I felt the few times in the day, there were some times where I was like, oh, I'm like really loading it up with the sh- simple sugars too much. So I had to like switch to solid foods. Um, other than that, I mean, it was really pretty uneventful. I think um, besides me just complaining on the back half, like nonstop, just like, Mm-hmm. I was in such a foul <laughs> Like,
2: uh, The best is So when Ben gets mad Or steps his foot or something He throws his poles. He has his mini tantrums And <laughs> he's done it so many times Or just you know leans over So one point he gets so mad He throws his pole and it breaks Oh no <laughs> And it just, just breaks in half And I'm like uh-huh. I'm just laughing And he's like don't laugh and so he's trying to use it and i'm just like i know he's already in a mad like luckily during it we never were in a bad place at the same time which was good the same thing with like georgia um, georgia loop so you know and i want and obviously like he was running low on water um around that point too so i and he was kind of walking uneasy, and i i mean that was the hardest part is like I wanted to help him and I wanted to do something, but we knew like, I couldn't give him water. I couldn't give him food. I couldn't do anything when I fell like he couldn't like help me up or, you know, we got to Woody gap and we couldn't give each other a kiss. Like, Oh my gosh, we're going to do this. So, you know, that was like the most difficult part is I'm a person I want to do something like if, if he's hurt, like, obviously you're my person. I want to be there. And, you know, yeah. it's just like, it was just so gut wrenching, but I knew like we would get through it if we had a walk, whatever, but
1: yeah, it was actually, this is pretty funny. So I was running pretty low on water. I kind of did get to a certain point in the day where I kind of neglected uh, my hydration. And I think it was just because I was like getting to the point where I was like, i was tired of filtering water and we were pretty close. I was just, you know, I was running really lean at that point and So I've been trying to take in calories, but my mouth's so dry I can't, like, take a bite of my sandwich. So I'm, like, I really need to slug it down with some water. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty bad. And she's, like, doesn't know what to do. So she, like, offers me water. And, like, I think, like, at this point on my I'm so dead. But I would still rather die than ruin the integrity of <laughs> unsupported i'm like don't touch me don't even offer me anything like i can't believe you would say why that why are you offering me you know
2: the rules and i'm just like oh, like what do you want me to do <laughs> I'm like, i want
1: you to do nothing just keep walking
2: so we just kind of just walk and then he got water and then we started running more and you know we we picked off a pretty good clip i mean some of those parts, it was just so much loose rock that you're just like, and I think that's when like my toe, I stubbed it so many times and just hit rocks. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I need like rock, like
1: that's, that's a really good point though. And some of those rocky sections on the AT, I mean, like, you know, just for like your 20 mile run, long run, whatever it's fine, but with, um, you know, a more plush shoe, you would think we'd be like, okay, I want to wear like a speed goat or something like that. Put your feet through a meat grinder. Basically. I feel like if I would have worn something with a little bit firmer, uh, midsole that it would have saved my feet in the long run. Cause I wore uh, the ultra Olympus. And by the end of the day, like I probably could have ran a lot better if I chose a firmer shoe. So just do for a lot.
2: And my yeah. shoes already had 400 miles in them. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I feel like at that point, it was like, it didn't matter. We yeah. had a retirement ceremony. <laughs> yeah, we threw, we threw our shoes <laughs> in the <retirement laughs> Like, That's they had a great. good run. Like, they served a good, you know, purpose. But, um, <laughs> you know, but other than that, I mean, there were no real issues. I mean, good. back was kind of hurt, just tense from, like, you know, once again, carrying everything, carrying the poles. And I'm like, my posture is probably terrible, like, right now. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I, I think there's also something to be said that um, doing it with uh, a significant other, uh, whether, you know, it's through an FKT attempt or, um, you know, uh, through an ultra um, that it takes it takes less mental energy because you can be honest and open. Um, you know, it's it's the person oh. that you live with. Um, you know, it's it, you're not afraid to show your true colors. Whereas like, you know, um if you're if you're crewing a friend, you know, uh, they may not wanna let out their, you know, their true feelings at the moment because they're, you know, they're concerned with how you'll perceive that, you know. Whereas, you know, like when my wife is, you know, um, you know, asking me how's it going, and I tell her the honest to god truth, <laughs> like it feels <laughs> a lot better to be honest at that moment than it would mm. if I was running with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, thumbs up, I'm great. You know, I'm fine, everything's fine. <laughs> right. right. Fine. It's like I really just want to weep on your shoulder, but I'm not gonna say that, you know. Whereas with my wife, I can just let that out. So I think you uh, actually, um, you know, you can uh, conserve more energy by letting it out and and being honest with your, your partner, which, you know, um, it's, it gets tougher when you do it with somebody else and, and you feel like you're penting it up. You know what I mean? So it's like, you've got all this internal energy.
2: Or you just know, like, I know when he's going through a rough patch, he's really, you know, quieter or, or is like cursing or, you know, throwing the poles. And I'm like, all right, this is the time I'm going to yeah. let him be or, you know, he knows I'm quiet. I need someone to talk to. I need something. Um, because I think Georgia loop and this would probably the longest time we've gone without talking. So, yeah. So it was weird. So when we were doing Georgia loop, um, and I saw, you know, we saw his parents at every aid station. I was so excited. Cause I was like, yes, someone will talk to me because <laughs> later on, like, you had some rough patches and he didn't want to talk. He didn't want anything. And I'm just like, mm. so
1: <laughs> now we talked about um just the unsupported, um, and just the different styles of FKTs. I will say I was always on the fence about if you could do something in tandem unsupported for me, like I always have like tossed this around. Like, is it really unsupported? supported because i mean by virtue of having somebody to run with or even talk with i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of support in and of itself but now that i've done it for that long of a distance i will say that as long as you are starting and you're running every foot you know starting and finishing at right. the same time though the team effort does i think there is room mm-hmm. for team efforts like that especially um like a mixed gender one So it just definitely, it's a completely different dynamic, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like if somebody was to go do an unsupported time solo and beat our time or even like, you know, it would just be a completely different way to measure Mm -hmm. it. But like, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a cool thing. It's like, oh, to be able to like, I'm not going to help you out, but we're still going to go lockstep and finish something together. I think Mm. it's pretty cool.
2: And I think that having that shared experience, like, we're going to treasure this always. We're going to remember, Hey, remember when 2020, when (laughs) everything went to like up in smoke and, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and everything. And we can say, Hey, remember that time we did, you know, this and this, and, you know, we'll always look back. And, um, our friend Eli, who actually originated the Georgia AT, like, you know, made a profile for us or is making one out of, um, Walnut, And just so we can look back and say, Hey, remember that point when we had a really low and and no, and just have those memories. And, you know, we talk about like on Saturdays, people watch football or they go sleep in and every weekend, you know, my parents are like, Oh, where are y'all running to now? (laughs) And so, you know, but it's, it's just our way of forgetting about what's going on in the world and just enjoying what we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what was the actual finish time for you?
2: 23, 23. So we 23, got a little Jordan numbers going. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. <laughs> so yeah, that, huh? so we knew like at um, like four miles to go, we had like 22, we were like 22. And so that's when Ben's like, we have so much time, you know, we can walk it, be safe. And we actually saw a bear like going up to Springer. And we didn't know if it was a real bear or not. Like, you couldn't see anything. And we didn't want to stick around too long. <laughs> so um, that's when we probably should have heard a little bit more. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, to do it in that time, I mean.
1: Yeah, it was pretty satisfying.
2: It was a distance PR, a time PR. And just to, to do that in one piece and then, you know, get to the plaque on Springer and just literally lay out and just <laughs> be like, Oh my gosh, we did that.
0: Yeah, no. that that just said, "Would you do it again?" <laughs> you
1: no, know, while
2: we were um so like
1: when I was having like my pity parties, I was like, "Classic, like, why the fuck do I do ultras?" Like, I'm never. This is the last one, I swear. But I think by the time we were hiking back to our car from Springer Mountain, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm already like, all right, sign me up. What's find something oh, yeah. else to do like <laughs> very uh cool so definitely um until next time yeah no, All right. All and i right.
2: mean you know the first day after you're like oh my gosh why did i do this but you know knowing that we can and and we feel stronger i know um the second 50k i ever did i did off marathon road marathon training cuz i did a The Boston Marathon the month before and my quads were shredded and I was just like why did I do this to myself why and I think doing this every time after and having a better training plan like Ben wrote up my training plan for GDR and and feeling like like I was prepared and I feel better and stronger and just what it's done overall like I'm like huh like three months ago you told me hey you're going to run the Georgia AT and it's going to be fine I'd be like that's great you must have that tailwind mixture or whatever going on, but you know, it just shows you like after that distance and you know, Mm -hmm. you can like, you know, you have a plan, you follow through. I mean, you know, you're a coach, like you tell all your, you know, all your athletes, like do you have a plan and also having someone that believes in you and knows that you can do it. It's, there was never a doubt in my mind that I could do it, you know? So I think that was really helpful. That's fantastic. And so, yeah, like, we'll see. Like, that's why we're like, we can't wait to like have like, we'll say, <laughs> no like, you know, and race and be like, you know, and this is our way of kind of like having that competitive edge. Because also there was two other people that were going after the FKT the same day. So it felt like a race and knowing also having that benchmark in that time. And so it was kind of cool yeah, to have was, that experience they were
0: doing the same format as you or no. they were going supported. Mm-hmm. They were going so, supported. And how did it go for them?
2: Um,
1: Michael notes, excuse me, Daniel was running uh, North to South. He dropped at Neil's gap and this, uh, woman jessica was running northbound and she dropped that hog
2: so so we passed her and saw her and she hurt her knee and also i mean incredibly did georgia jewel 50 two weeks prior so um i think she took a spill there and it was just a little too much so um but it was funny because we saw her and we're just like oh my gosh can we do anything and then we're like well I know we can't give each other support. Can we support someone else and help them if they're in trouble? <laughs> like, I mean, there's so many different nuances. So, and that's just me instantly just wanting to help someone that's hurt. So, um, so,
0: and this was October 2nd that you did it, uh, Sorry. Friday, October 2nd. Oh, so Saturday, October 3rd.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. I just, I just like to give people perspective, um, based on when this uh, launches, you know, cause we oh, we're yeah. talking on the uh, 12th and, uh, You guys did it on the third. So I just want to give everybody perspective. Now that it's done, you've got the FKT. um, How do you get that submitted? What do you you have to do for that process?
1: So basically, um, I followed up with my comments on the uh, fastestknowntime.com site where I announced our intentions on what we were going to do. So I followed up with that. Then you can go to routes or uh, submit an FKT and there's a submission form. It'll ask you for um, a GPX file, Strava link, um, a place for report and photos. And then uh, you submit it and uh, Peter or Buzz or any other other interns that they got going on over there now that they're super, super busy Um, will review the data. And then, um, you know, if everything looks good, they'll go ahead and publish it.
2: So, yeah, they'll email you back and they've been so busy with FKTs between being featured on NPR and all these other and also just professional athletes doing you know, Colorado Trail, Nolans, I mean everything. It's incredible. Every week there's a new one falling. They've been so busy, so it's kind of cool to see how it's grown. And and they've had like five managing editors, depending on the region or the country. You know, you have people in Germany and you know UK everywhere it's you know it's amazing to see how much it's grown and you know Ben's like he's a pioneer in this you know
1: yeah right (laughs) I I, I do remember when it was just a message board before it was like super fancy
2: get off my lawn (laughs) (laughs) but no it's cool and um you know just talking with them and I want to volunteer for them and help out because it's amazing what they've done for the community and support and kind of having that alternative, you know, without races, it gives someone, you know, that needs that motivation, that needs that goal and to have a common ground and, and some place like you wouldn't think about going to, you know, if you had a race. So mm-hmm. it's a cool alternative and it's amazing what they're doing and the fact that they're doing it all volunteer, like, they're not getting paid. They're doing this just to help support a community.
0: <laughs> that, yep, that's great. They're good folks. Um, all right, and let's let's kind of close it with uh, what's what's future plans. What what are you thinking? Are you going to be ninjas and and not tell or uh, uh, no? Plans?
1: I mean, like I don't know. I mean, there's definitely like some stuff in the southeast that I would like to do. Maybe not as a goal like with a particular time in mind but you know i lived in georgia almost my entire life and i've still never really gone and ventured in this uh, tennessee north carolina region so um i definitely wow. want <laughs> i know i'll we'll call you <laughs> i need to get to i'd like to try to you know just uh, explore around there maybe do scar uh this winter i am wrapping up my georgia 4000s all the high points in georgia i think i'm about halfway through those so i have a lot of the off trail stuff that i have to do this winter yeah, I, got I i kind of missed it last year with um ran out of time and then everything got overgrown in two weeks so hopefully do that and then uh just really want to get into the road racing
2: <laughs> so, the truth is, he wants to beat his dad's 10k PR. Well, and- mm-hmm. yeah, I got
1: some family oh. beef. So oh, yeah. So, oh. I got to do some, uh, well, I don't know. I just wanted to like run fast 5k's
0: and then okay. just have my weekend adventure. So what, what do you need to beat dad?
1: Uh, well, my dad, uh, well, he did it at Boulder Boulder. So, he'll whatever I do, he'll say, Well, it wasn't at altitude. Mm-hmm. So, I have
0: to go out go to Boulder Boulder, Boulder Boulder,
1: dude. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, like, like 34, 10K. So, um, yeah, respectable. I think I could I think I could uh, I, think, I think I could take it. So if that right. when you hear this, um, yeah. I'm already shooting <laughs> my shot. Thrown. Gauntlet's
0: been thrown. And
1: um, dude, going, we've got some time trials coming up and then I'm going to try to get in really good 5K shape. So Yeah. so awesome.
0: How about you, Allison?
2: I have no idea. Like, that's the thing is like being like starting in road running and, and missing that, but also loving the trails. I mean, Ben, when we were getting ready to do Georgia AT, I would still be doing track workouts and mile like time trials. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like that's not training you for, you know, what we're going to be dealing with. And I'm like, but it's fun. Like I like to go fast with my friends. Um, right now I'm competing in a um, virtual challenge race where there's six courses in Atlanta all over the city. Um, and everyone runs it on their own time and just competes. And it what's really cool is you get to diff- go to different parts of Atlanta. Um, it's called the Atlanta Grand Prix and learn stuff about the city where you normally wouldn't go and see different parks or hidden trails or just different monuments. So it's something really cool to do. And, um, you know, but, you know, hopefully soon be able to go back to, like, road racing and, you know, group runs and just everything. And, you know, like, once again, I know a lot of people that are going setting for FKTs or whatnot and, and helping them because, like, I, it's completely changed my life. So I'm really grateful for it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, seeing the two of you together and and doing this together touches my heart. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: we're still married. That's the best part, you know. And, I indeed. Like, yeah. Um, every-
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. As and as I just talked to uh Emma uh on her her podcast about the uh Georgia Jewel, uh, you know, she's saying how much she relied on the the strength of her husband just, you know, with phone calls because her husband couldn't be there as well. It's it's a great dynamic to have that, you know, to have the support of your spouse. So it's, it's wonderful to hear your story. Um, love the fact that you did this together and, and accomplished it together. And uh, you know, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Thank
2: oh, you yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks, Aaron.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to uh, to hearing from when you come to North Carolina so we, I can share in one of your adventures as well.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, <definitely>, uh, <laughs> Don't tempt him with a good time. Yeah, I saw what
1: you guys did at uh, LeConte the other day. The vertical. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the vertical mile. Yeah. Well, we'll uh we're gonna be doing a bunch of stuff in the Smokies. Um we're we're gonna do Sterling uh in November. We're gonna try to do a few peaks a month. So uh I think we'll go up Sterling. So I'll keep you posted and uh we'll be doing uh Art Loeb in December for my first friend's birthday. So if you wanna come out and see Art Loeb, you guys are welcome to join. Uh but uh let us know.
2: <laughs> it was nice having a husband. Bye. do <laughs> running. Bye. Let's go with my friend. Uh, no,
0: you're, you're totally welcome too, Allison. Don't think the invite oh, isn't for you as well. <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, guys.
2: All right, Bye. Thank
1: you.